Good morning. It's Friday, October 8th. I'm Duarte Geraldino. Shemitah Basu is off. This is Apple News Today, and each morning, you're going to hear some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. The newest Nobel Peace Prize winners are champions of press freedom under dangerous circumstances. This year, the award honors Maria Ressa and Dmitry Muratov. Here's the morning's announcement. Free, independent, and fact-based journalism serves to protect against abuse of power, lies, and war propaganda. The Nobel Committee made a clear connection between free expression and peace. These rights are crucial prerequisites for democracy and protect against war and conflict. Ressa is the CEO and founder of Rappler. It's a news organization covering the Philippines. She's been honored before for fighting disinformation and attacks on the free press. She's frequently been targeted for her coverage of President Rodrigo Duterte's regime. Ressa has been dragged into court several times. She calls the legal fight against her, quote, an ongoing campaign of harassment and intimidation. Meritov is the co-founder of the independent newspaper Novaya Gazeta in Russia. Over the years, several of its journalists have been killed. The paper published the investigative work of Anna Politovskaya. Her work revealed high-level corruption in Vladimir Putin's Russia. Yesterday marked 15 years since her murder. Her death was investigated, but there's still a lot of questions. Muratov and his colleagues have consistently criticized that investigation. They want to know who ordered the killing. Congratulations to these two journalists. Earlier this year, a woman named Veronica made an appointment for her 12-year-old daughter to get the coronavirus vaccine. But the day before the appointment, she got an email from her ex-husband. He didn't want their daughter to get the injection, and he was prepared for battle in court. This is just one example of divorced parents who are fighting in courts over whether their kids should be vaccinated against COVID-19. According to the Washington Post, Veronica has full authority to make medical decisions for her daughter, but still had to fight in court. For parents, legal battles like this can mean big bills for lawyers and expert medical opinions. In the end, the judge agreed Veronica had the right to get her daughter vaccinated. So when parents disagree, there are a few factors used to determine who gets to decide if minors are vaccinated. The Post lays these factors out. They include marital status, terms of any existing custody agreement, and medical recommendations. Now, these disputes, they often end up in court when divorced parents have a joint decision-making agreement. One family lawyer tells the Post, most judges will likely rule children who are eligible for the vaccine should get the shot, since that's the overwhelming guidance from the medical community. The shirt you're wearing, it likely took a huge journey to get to you. U.S. cotton prices are crazy right now. Because of the pandemic and Trump's trade war, the price of cotton recently hit its highest level in a decade. The Wall Street Journal explains, if you've got a shirt with made in China, those words on the label, the cotton in that shirt probably racked up a lot of frequent flyer miles. Even though China grows quite a bit of this fluffy stuff, Chinese companies are buying American cotton, then shipping that cotton to China. They then make clothes along with other goods and send these cotton products right back to the U.S. to sell. Cotton is zigzagging around the globe because of U.S. trade policy. When Trump was in the White House, 
he banned U.S. imports of products made of cotton from China's Xinjiang region. The administration cited concerns about forced labor. So, a lot of Chinese factories switched to American cotton. This story is a reminder of how trade policy can do some surprising things to prices, affecting everyday items right down to the clothes on your back. Daniel Craig makes his final appearance this weekend as James Bond. Hollywood is hoping the release of No Time to Die is going to get people back in the theaters. It was delayed multiple times because of the pandemic lockdowns, you know. But whatever it does at the box office, there is another number worth paying attention to. The Bond bonus. Bloomberg crunched the numbers on what happens to the value of cars that appear in Bond films. In the collectible car market... That on-screen cameo can boost their price by a thousand percent. Some have gone up even more. You remember that Lotus sports car, the one that turned into a submarine and the spy who loved me? The one Bond so smoothly drove into the water with his lady friend sitting beside him? Well, Elon Musk bought it for more than $800,000. Now, he's probably not going to drive it in the water, but talk about the bragging rights. The latest movie is going to have Bond's signature Aston Martin plus a Maserati and a Land Rover. If the actual cars on screen don't get blown up or crash into the sea, look for them to fetch a pretty nice price at an auction someday. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And check out our interview show, In Conversation, this weekend. We look at what happened to bipartisanship. Lots of votes these days fall along party lines, like the one that just raised the death ceiling. 538's Lee Drutman looked at the data to understand why. So we did have a period in which bipartisanship was the way that things got done in Washington. And that is an era that is now, you know, far, far in the past to the point where many of us have no memory of, of what that was like. Enjoy that weekend. Listen, we'll be back with the news on Monday. Monday. 